it's Mel, and you're listening to my Rough Draft podcast, where we talk about embracing our current seasons of faith, work, and wholeness. As a part of the Rough Draft Collective, we are committed to the holistic growth of millennial men and women, and each week we'll discuss how to redefine history with our everyday stories. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Myra Draft Podcast. It's your girl, Mel. Thank you so much for tuning in, y'all. It is our three-year anniversary since I started the Rough Draft back in 2017 as a blog called Beauty in the Rough Draft. And y'all, I'm so, honestly, I'm really happy. I have mixed feelings, but I'm really happy that I made it, that we made it, the Lord. <laughs> the Lord's the one that got us through, but that the Lord brought us the three years of blogging, podcasting for a year, launched a business twice, tried different services, even had a digital product, um, did a couple YouTube channels, you know, or a couple YouTube videos. <laughs> we have tried a lot of different things in this rough draft brand. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm honestly so thankful for the journey and so thankful for the lessons learned. Um, and so today I want to talk about kind of 10 of those tips or lessons that I've learned, whether that be through a mistake that I made that I would have done differently or if that would be something that I did well that you could use this you, that you could use in your business or your platform too. So again, I've done a lot of different platforms, tried a lot of different things within these last three years. So hopefully um, the tips that I share can help those of you who are maybe thinking about launching something or who have something and you need to kind of understand from someone else and learn from someone else how to make it better through my mess. <laughs> so yes, let's let's get into it. I'm excited for today. Okay, so if you have not gone back and watched or listened to, sorry, the very first episode where I talked about what is the Rough Draft Collective, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that episode because it kind of gives a little bit of the backstory behind why I started Beauty in the Rough Draft back in 2017. And then if you go on our YouTube channel, My Rough Draft with Melanie Christina, you can also see my testimony video that kind of gives the real story as to kind of what made me start this, you know, three years ago. But so I don't want to waste time going through all the history because it's on this podcast and it's on the YouTube channel. But, you know, essentially I started Beauty in the Rough Drive, just wanted to create a space for people to find beauty in the process of the journey of this thing called purpose. You know, we come out of, of college or we become an adult and we think we're supposed to have life all figured out and we're supposed to reach this destination where we find our purpose and everything gets better. But as we all know or should know by now or have yet to discover, purpose is a lifelong journey. And so I created Beauty in the Rough Drive as a blog to help create space and help people find meaning um, as they are trying to le live their life and figure their life out. So that's kind of why I started it. Now, again, you can go more in detail in those other episodes in, in, our, in our YouTube videos. But, you know, having said that, I had the idea for beauty in the rough draft. I knew that it was a God idea for sure, because it was something that I feel like came from my quiet time when I would start thinking or dreaming about what God wanted me to do. And if you've watched my testimony video on YouTube, then you know that, you know, God, I kind of had this encounter with God where I feel like he told me different parts of my purpose in 2015. And so when I started in 2017, I'll say this. I, I, I think I may have started too early. And so that brings me to my first point that just because God gives you an idea 
doesn't mean it's time to implement that idea. Sometimes he reveals things to us um, that we're to start later. Now, like I mentioned before, he revealed different parts of my purpose, or at least what I thought it was, you know, back in 2015, but it would be 2017 before I started it. But even when I got the idea for Beauty in the Rough Draft in 2017, I'll be honest, I kind of just, I got the idea. I ran with it. I planned it, that planned it out and launched it probably within three months. And I have no real plan of how I was going to manage the blog. I'll be honest, there were still things in my life that God had to clean up, especially with me on here talking about I have a faith-based platform. And so just because God gives you an idea does not mean that it's time to run with it. Sometimes he does, you know, but it's important that when you feel like you have an idea from God, that you also ask him for confirmation on the timing. Now, I don't regret starting when I did. I've learned so much along the way, but if I could do it all over again, I probably would have taken the time a little bit more to plan. Um, I would have taken the time a little bit more to seek God and ask him what that specifically meant. If he wanted it to be a blog or if he wanted it to be a business in the beginning, or if he wanted me to just share, you know, what he gives me on social media and not start anything outright. Those are kind of the things that you want to kind of hash out with God. Again, he doesn't always give us a step-by-step-by-step plan. You know, sometimes it just takes us to take a leap of faith. And so that's why I don't regret starting. But again, just be mindful that, when God gives you an idea, it doesn't mean that it's always time to go right then, right? And I think even now, you know, I have a lot of ideas that I feel like God has given me and a lot of revelation for things to come. But I think I've gotten to the point now <laughs> where it's like, okay, God, thank you for revealing this to me. Let me know when it's time to go on this. You know what I mean? Um, because you can save so much time, so much headache. I think that if I would have waited on God's timing a little bit more, I wouldn't have started and stopped as much as I did in the first first year, you know, but I I definitely think that it was a God idea because even now I can see where God's hand is on it. But again, you want to just be mindful of the timing and seek God for the timing when you feel like you get an idea from him, because everything isn't for right now. Some things are for later. So that would be the first thing. The second thing that I would say I learned is that whenever you start something and I have 10 tips, I don't know if I mentioned that before, but (laughs) I have 10 tips. They're probably going to go by super quick. But the second thing is Whatever you start is going to come with the process. Therefore, it will require a plan. Now, again, I kind of launched this thing in three months. <laughs> you know, I was kind of expecting for it to take off in six months. And when it didn't, I got really discouraged. I felt like no one was was what was reading my blog, except for my friends and my family, um, which shout out to them. I appreciate y'all for being supportive. But um, but nobody else was, was reading it other than them. So I didn't really feel like it was effective. I had really no plan. I was just kind of doing things as I go. And, and I was not prepared for the long haul. Right. Um, even now I'm, I'm three years in and although it has grown, you know, I'm still, you know, building, I would say, you know, and it's important. A lot of people or even, you know, coaches will tell you to be ready to invest about five years into an idea. But I think kind of in our culture where we want to see things take off or we're done, you know, we only give things six months. We only give things a few months. And if it doesn't immediately take off, then we stop. And so I think that I could have done better to mentally prepare, emotionally prepare, spiritually prepare for the long haul. Because whenever God calls us to a big thing, it's always going to take a process, right? We look at these people who have hundreds of thousands of followers and have, you know, work full time in their business, but a lot of them started way back when, and that's what we don't realize. That's why we can't compare ourselves to them because a lot of them started way before we did. They've been in the game for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, and we're holding ourselves up to their standards, right? And we're just getting started. And so 
when you're ready to start something and those people upstairs, y'all, the people upstairs don't let me be great. So if y'all can hear that, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but um, you know, whenever you start something, know that it's going to come with the process. So you have to plan, 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 not just plan out the long haul, but plan out your day to day, like actually plan out how you're going to push out content consistently, actually plan out how you're going to handle a client load, how you're going to handle sales, um, you know, increasing sales with, with your products. You know, you want to plan out that things because again, I didn't plan it out. I thought I was just going to throw this vlog into my regular lifestyle. And then when I couldn't manage everything, I would shut down and I would get discouraged, but it was because I didn't, I didn't plan out how I was going to actually implement this blog into my day-to-day life. Right. And so you want to not just plan for the long haul and plan a good launch. You want to plan for how you're going to manage it after the launch. And so that's probably the biggest thing that I, that I would have done differently, did differently. And even something that I'm still working through now, how to make sure that I'm planning ahead. So that would be number two, whatever you start, know that it's going to come with the process and it will require a plan. So let's get into number three. All right. Number three. So I would say it's important to find your blogging or business tribe early as early as possible. If you know someone who is starting a business, um, if you can find the community of people who are starting out, it's so important to kind of find that tribe early. When I first started, it was just me, myself and I, you know, I didn't have, you know, really any networking. Um, I wasn't networking with any other bloggers. I wasn't connecting with any other business owners. And I can tell a big difference then, than now that I am starting to network more and get to know other business owners and get to know other, you know, content creators and you can tell a clear difference, you know, not just in being able, not necessarily always in being able to bounce ideas off of each other. Although I do think that you need a level of accountability when it comes to your business, you need someone that's going to hold you accountable and that's always helpful, but also in support, you know, as business owners, we know how important it is to share content. We know how important it is to, you know, uh, utilize each other's services or help promote each other's services. We know what it's like. And so it's so important. Sometimes we get mad at our friends and our family. (laughs) because they don't support our business, you know, or, or because they don't buy our stuff, you know, but our business more than likely was not created for our friends and family. It was created for a specific audience. And so it's important to get out to different audiences so that you can build your audience. Right. And you do that by connecting with other business owners, connecting with other people who do what you do and, you know, build that out early so that you're not trying to launch and build this thing alone. Have someone that you can talk to and that you can kind of bounce ideas off of. So that's a really quick tip number three. Number four, now people are going to disagree with me on number four, but it's the truth. Okay. A lot of times, again, people are debating whether or not they should leave their nine to five and start a business. People are leaving their nine to fives thinking that starting a business is going to be easier. But let me, let me tell you the real. Okay. Now I done been in corporate since, uh, since 2013, I was working full time while I was in, while my junior year in college. So since 2013, I've been working full time nonstop. And let me tell you, working in corporate is a lot easier than running a business. I don't know who told y'all different. I don't know why they out there lying to y'all. But let me tell you something, having a career and following the already established procedures and protocols is a lot easier than having to build out your own. 
Okay. That's just facts. You can debate with me if you want, but I'm telling you, it's a lot easier running your career than it is a business. Now, I do understand what it's like to be in a job that you don't like and how mentally and emotionally that can seem, um, that, that, that can seem a lot worse than starting your own business, right? But you have to understand that when you first start launching your business, you're not always going to make a profit initially, right? And you have mouths, you probably have your mouth to feed. Maybe you have a, a kid's mouth to feed. And so you, you operate differently when you're in your career where you at least have something that's secure than you do a business that can be, especially in the beginning, very unpredictable and the stress and the toil that comes with that. You know, a lot of us don't prepare for it, right? And so I get that sometimes we want to do our own thing or sometimes we're not um, happy in our careers. Right. But but overall, when you can get into something that you like, um, it is a lot easier to manage that than it is to run a business. Right. And so I'm not saying that to discourage you from starting one. But what I what I'm trying to get people to understand is that leaving your nine to five because you're not happy with that specific job is not a reason to go then and start a business. Maybe it's time for you to switch careers. Right. But starting a business is not always the answer because we're not always always prepared for what really comes with starting a business. I'm going I'm to be real with you. My my client base has been picking up a lot this year. I've This is the year where I've had the most consistent clients. Um, my following has grown this year. I've seen so much growth this year. And let me tell you, for, for a split second, I contemplated, Lord, I can shut this down and be and be quite happy being a project manager in healthcare. Okay. <laughs> let me tell you, because it is easier, there's a lot that comes with starting a business. So don't think that, don't think that just getting out of corporate is going to be the easy, don't think that starting a business is going to be an easy way out of having to work is what I'm trying to say. So that's lesson number four. Working in corporate is often a lot easier than running a business. Now, number five, do not. And I I say this is going to sound cliche, but but let me explain a little bit. Number five, don't make your business or platform an idol. Um, And what is an idol? An idol is anything that you place above God. Now. A lot of us that that may have faith based businesses, we may say, oh, no, I'm not putting it above God. That's why I'm I'm putting God on my business or that's why God's in my business. God's my CEO. Right. But let me ask you this. When you go to God, are you only going to him for his direction? When you go to God, are you only going to him so that you can get a word for your podcast or for your YouTube or for your social media? Do you only open the Bible because you need a verse to quote for the day? Right. I know. <laughs> I know, but, and I'm not saying this to, to be judgmental. I'm saying this because I even got caught up in this. Even this year I've gotten caught up in this and I had to pull the reins back and say, wait a minute, I don't just seek God just to get content. I seek God because he's God and because he's my father, right? And because he wants us to have a relationship with him first and foremost above what he wants me to say important to someone else. And sometimes especially for those who have faith-based businesses or faith-based platforms, we can easily get caught up or, or period. We can easily get caught up in only seeking God for his direction and for his blessing um, and for something to say to somebody else rather than taking in what he is saying for ourselves and for our own relationship with God. And so if, if you are doing that, you want to be careful because let me tell you, it does not end well. Okay. And the thing is that the reality of it is, is that God is not limited to our platforms. God's purpose for us, this is going to hurt your feelings, but God's purpose for you is not limited to your business. It's not, it's not limited to your career. Your business is not your purpose. It's not, 
I'm okay. <laughs> it's not. And if you think that it is, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you today that, that it is not in love. Okay. And I say that because a bit God is not limited to our LLCs, right? What God has called us to do is going to be bigger than our platforms. I don't know if the rough draft is going to go for another decade. I don't know if it's going to even go past this year, right? I don't, I don't know what God is going to do with this platform, but even if this platform goes away, my purpose does not change. My assignment may change. God may say, well, I don't want you to do this social thing anymore. I want you to go out in your community and do this within your community. And I don't want it to be public, you know, but, but sometimes we get so wrapped up in what people can see publicly through our platforms and our businesses that if God, that if, that if God gave us that same ultimatum, we would probably walk away from him because we only want to do what can be seen. And that's not right. We've got to come back to a place where we put God above our platforms, right? And so I don't know what's going to happen with the rough draft. I'm not going to come on here and, and tell you that I know the direction for the next 10 years because I don't I don't know if God will have me switch gears. But what I do know is that if the rough draft went away, my purpose to encourage women and give them strategy and to help them heal and become whole, that would not change, right? And so we want to make sure that we don't make our business and platform idol, idols because God is not limited to our businesses and our platforms. And when we put a cap on him, then we limit what he can do in our lives and through our lives. Right. So, yeah, don't make your business or platform an idol. And that kind of goes into number six. I know I'm going quick, <laughs> but that kind of goes into number six that your business growth is not going to fulfill you. The growth of your platform is not going to fulfill you. And honestly, I didn't learn this until this year when my platform actually started to grow. Um, this has honestly probably been my biggest year. I know that there's been a lot going on, um, but I think client wise, I've brought in, I've had the most clients this year than I've ever had over the past three years. I've brought in the most money and actually had a profit this year than I have over the other years. My followers have grown. People listening to the podcast has grown. I've seen a pretty decent, you know, year of growth this year with, with, with the rough draft. But even with that, I realized that I was still wanting more or I was still feeling like it wasn't enough. And God had to sit me down and say, your growth is not going to fill that void. Right. As as Americans, as, as people in general, we always want more. Right. And sometimes we think, oh, well, once I get to this level, then I'll be satisfied and know that it's worth it. But that level is not going to come. And I say that living that out today, you know, and I kind of had to take a moment to go back and say, OK, God, I need to go back to the why of why I started this in the beginning. Right. I need to go back to the why. And when you go back to your why and you fully understand your why, then the work that you start to do actually becomes fulfilling. Because let me tell you, when I'm writing a resume, it's a difference in writing a resume to get money and writing a resume because I believe that writing a resume and getting someone an opportunity can literally change their lives, their children's lives and their children's lives. Think of it. Think about it. If you write a re if I write a resume for somebody and they get an opportunity to, to double their salary, that could change the next 10 to 20 years for that for that entire family. Right. And that's my why, because I understand how opportunities can shift the trajectory of generations to come. Right. That's my why. But when I'm only focused on growth and making money, then I can easily become depleted by the very same work that 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 used to fulfill me with very little money with. The, I used to charge a lot less and used to feel a lot more fulfilled because I understood the why. Right. So we have to understand that growth and more money is not going to fill it. So we have to 
constantly keep our why in the back of our mind when we are working and operating in our business and and pushing out content on social media and things like that. So that kind of brings me to number seven, which is to go back to your first love. Go back to when you genuinely wanted to help people. Money is important. I believe you should get paid good money for what you do. Okay. I just raised my prices the other week. Okay. (laughs) I believe you should get paid for what you do, but it can't be money over purpose. It can't be money over Jesus. Right. And even back to that, you know, some of us are starting faith businesses and God and God may not have told you to start a faith business, a faith-based business. You have to decide whether this is truly going to be for God or not. That's one thing. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but, you know, maybe you were supposed to incorporate faith, but you haven't because you've been scared. Or maybe, you know, you just thought that it would be cool to tie God's name to it. And that's not really what God, God wanted you to do. Right. He wanted you to just have this business. Right. Um, and so it's important to go back to your first love, go back to what you originally um, what what you feel like God originally told you to do, like go back to the beginning of that call. I had to go back to, um, you know, even I, literally yesterday, I had to go back in my um, in my journal to when God gave me, you know, that glimpse of my purpose five years ago. And I had to realize that that in some ways, yes, I'm still doing that. But in some ways I've strayed away from what he originally told me to do. And so how can I go back to what he originally said do? You know what I mean? And so Whenever you got that first idea, whenever you got that first revelation about your business or your platform, take a minute, seriously, take a minute within the next week or before this month is out, you have a few days, um, take a minute to go back to that original idea, that original plan and see if it's still relevant, see where you deviated from and fall back into your original why. Um, So that would be number seven. Now, number eight. Let's shift a little bit and get a little more practical. I know we got deep. I know I stung. I know I stung you a little bit, but but let's let's pull it on out a little bit. So number eight, it's important to understand that done is better than perfect. But but hear me, done is better than perfect. Google is your best friend. Yes, that is true. That is very true. But do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to invest. It's important to still invest smart. And this is my thing. Again, I planned out my blog in 2017 and in three months, I figured it out. I got it done. I went on Pinterest. I Googled everything and I got it done. And even, you know, with managing my, my blog and, and growing into a business and doing the podcast again, I, a lot of it I figured out on my own. I did have somebody helping the podcast. I've talked about that before. But again, I could have saved so much time, even in my blog and my business in the first days, if I would have scheduled an hour with a coach, if I would have gotten help from somebody, um, I would have saved my time, probably a lot of money and a lot of time if I had invested um, in, into someone to actually speak into my life or, or to give me or to help, you know, confirm my idea or help me to create a plan around my idea. And that's why I like my power hour calls so much because when people are had those ideas, I know what it's like to be Googling everything, Pinteresting everything, researching everything. And you still, you're so overwhelmed with the information that you don't know what to take and what to leave, right? But it's different when you have someone that you're sitting with, that you're talking to them about your specific idea and they're able to give you a plan around your specific idea based off of what you actually do or don't want to do or what actually matters and is a priority to you, right? And so don't be afraid to invest. I know that there are so many 
counterfeit people out here who are just taking your money and not giving you anything of value, who are just giving you fluff. Um, and I hope to be able, one of the things that I want to do is to be able to build a community and have a list of resources that 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 are no fluff, that are legit, that that have, you know, credibility. Um, not just myself. I mean, of course, if you want to book a power hour with me, you can, but there are other people also who operate in excellence and integrity and know what they're talking about. And so, um, you know, don't be afraid to invest when, when you're looking to hire someone, whether that's for an hour or for your entire project, you know, do your research, do your research, do your research, you know, see if they align with what you're looking for. Don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, people are in my DMs all the time asking me questions, emailing me, asking me questions. And I want you to be comfortable with the investment that you make. So make sure that you make that, make sure that you do your research, but don't be afraid to invest. You will save so much time. When I launched my podcast, I'm so glad that I, that I hire uh, my friend Helen who and she's been on the podcast before and we talked about how it saves so much time just to hire her just to help me get started. You know, she edited my first few podcasts for me and then she taught me how to edit and I paid her to do that. And now here we are running the podcast and I know how to do it now a year later because I made that small investment in the beginning. Right. And so don't be afraid to invest. Yes, Google is your best friend. Yes, done is done is done is better than perfect. But you still want to have something that's quality. You still want to have a clear message. And so don't be afraid to invest but do your research. That would be number eight. Number nine, I would say that it's important, and I've said this before, but it's important to build your audience first around your knowledge. Don't just throw something out there. Don't just throw a product in the service and you have not established your um, your expertise in that area. Now, one thing that I did do right is when I first started Beauty in the Rough Draft as a blog, before I was even doing services, I was establishing myself by giving career tips, um, you know, resume tips, talking about, you know, faith and, and different things like that. And so when I launched my career services in 2018, it, it it, it wasn't anything foreign to people because I had already been building, kind of building that credibility with people, right? Even now, I probably don't promote my services nearly as much as I should. And that's something that, I, that I'm going to change. But at the same time, I'm sharing my tips on social media. When people ask me questions, I give them real answers, right? I'm not afraid to come on here and tell you my tips and tell you things that have worked for me, right? Because I'm establishing my audience, right? So it's important. And I always tell even my clients is it's better to bring people into the room, nurture them in that room, entertain them in that room, and then show them what you have to offer versus just throwing out what you have to offer. And there's no one in the room ready to receive it. Right. So if you're thinking about building a business, first start sharing your knowledge first start building your audience whether that is and I tell my clients this I'm giving out now I'm giving away stuff that people pay for um that people have paid me for but again whether that's sharing your knowledge three times a week on social media before you start throwing money into a website and throwing money into a project manager and throwing money into all this stuff just start sharing your content just just, just start sharing what you know and start building that audience use the appropriate hashtags you know to draw in the people that are interested in what what you have to say, you know, and then once you start to build that audience and you start to get those questions, then you start to know what do people want? What services are people needing? And then that's when you can build your services and your business off of that. Now that now you would get that in my power hour now. I'm, let me stop. <laughs> but um, but 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 yeah, it's important to build your audience first before you just throw out a product or service to them. That's number nine. Now, my last one. Number 10 is 
Your business can't be based off of your feelings. Now, this is probably the biggest lesson that I've learned over the past three years and even a lesson, if I'm being completely transparent, that I'm still learning. Um, You cannot base your consistency in your business off of your feelings. And I think that it's easier for for people who are juggling a nine to five in a business to do that because their business is not their. Um, I mean, of course, it, it can bring in income, but it's not their usually their primary source of income. And so for those of us who are juggling a nine to five in the business, sometimes it's easier for us to slack off on the business because we still have that that security blanket um, with our nine to five. But it's so important that if you want your business to be taken seriously, then you have to take it seriously. You have to set off office hours where they are non-negotiable and this is when you work on your business. You can't just throw out content when you feel like it. And again, this is a lesson that I have learned and am still learning. And that's probably the biggest (laughs) rebuke that God has given me is that I have based my business, my consistency, even my writing based off of how I feel. Right. And the thing about it is, is we say, oh, God gave me this business or God gave me this gift. But how are we stewarding that gift? How are we showing him gratefulness for the gift that he's given us? Right. Are we showing gratitude by being by taking action, by being consistent? Or are we showing him that we can't be trusted with gifts because we have no self-control? Right. I know. (laughs) Trust me, I ain't telling you nothing. He ain't told me. Okay, so it was was that same ouch. Okay, but but seriously, what are you showing him? What are you showing him by the way that you're stewarding what he's giving you? Again, that doesn't always mean starting a business, quitting your job. Sometimes that's just sharing what you know. You know, sometimes that's just being consistent in, in one area. Right. I always say if you if you don't feel like and this is something that I've, I'm learning when I don't feel like doing one thing, like literally today, I, I, I had a hu- huge um, interview opportunity um, for a collaboration earlier today um, and I'm doing the podcast today. I have client calls this afternoon, I have a full schedule. And I literally woke up and was like, I don't feel like doing anything today. I don't feel like doing none of this today. <laughs> this is this is like one of my dream days. And I'm like, I don't feel like it. But then I said, okay, what's one thing that I can do? And so I always say, when you don't feel like doing anything, do one thing. And so I literally turned over, I got my phone and I start looking through the the questions that I was going to be asked for this interview. And I was like, okay, let me at least look through here and make sure that, you know, I kind of understand what I'm going to say. And then that gave me momentum to then get up and get dressed and go eat and make sure I'm, you know, looking right. Make sure that the camera is right. Making sure that the sound's right for the, you know, interview and making sure that, you know, everything is set up for the podcast to go tonight. And the next thing you know, I'm in the groove of, of, of having that momentum. But if you don't at least do one thing um, and you're constantly only being led to work by when you feel like it, then then again, we're not stewarding our gift well. We're not taking our business seriously. So we can't be mad when our business is not taken seriously by others, right? And so it first starts with you. So don't allow your business and your consistency and your commitment to be based off of your feelings. So that would be my last um, my last tip. Again, I've learned so, so much over these past three years. These, and I tell God this all the time, like, like the rough draft has probably been like my biggest battle with God, not because it's kind of hard to explain, but, but it, but it has been like my biggest, one of my biggest prayer points with him. And one thing that I feel like I've really had to wrestle with him about, about trying to seek him for his answer, trying to back off and let him do his thing, trying to be consistent. I'm um, steward it well, trying to seek his direction, man. It's taken my faith to a whole new level starting this three years ago. And, and it's definitely helped me mature in my faith. It's helped me ma- mature and grow in my skills. Um, again, I don't know exactly what the future will hold. You know, I'm, 
that's what I'm going to take time um, to seek God about even this weekend about, you know, what does the rough draft look like, you know, three years from now. And so um, and so, yeah, but but it's definitely been a, such a rewarding journey. I've enjoyed every conversation that I've had with y'all, every prayer that that we have prayed together, every power hour, every resume. I appreciate y'all so, so much. Y'all literally keep me going sometimes. So never hesitate to reach out to me if you need anything, have prayer, need prayer. You have a question about your career, your business. Again, follow me on social media at underscore Melanie Christina. Email me. Um, info at melaniechristina.org. Visit my website. Everything is there, y'all. Um, but seriously, I'm here for you. Um, and, and let me know how I can serve you in these next um, years to come, God willing. So I love y'all. Have an amazing weekend and I will see y'all next time. Thanks Bye. for joining us this week on My Rough Draft Podcast. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore Melanie Christina and be sure to subscribe to this show so you don't miss any new episodes. Now, do me a favor and please please leave us a five-star rating and review so we can continue to get the word out to other listeners around the world. Also be sure to head to the roughdraftcollective.com where you can access our online blog, free resources, our one-on-one services, and more. Thanks again for listening and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.